Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Dustin's Vinyl. You can put down the video game controllers and listen in on this music show where we talk about everything that's happening in vinyl music and bands and old bands and new bands and whatever band we want to talk about. Uh, check us out. We're going to have a good time tonight. Um, I hope you guys had a happy Super Bowl weekend. Um, that was uh, was pretty weird. Uh, Super Bowl. I don't know. I've seen quite a few. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't uh, think it was a very good Super Bowl for him. Um, I think uh, we should use the Buccaneers defense to protect the capital. Um, that was unbelievable watching that. Um, Tom Brady, 43 and has won seven Super Bowls. Uh, the other day, I threw out my shoulder, putting on my T-shirt too fast. So uh, very jealous of Brady and all the amazing stuff he's doing. Um, the halftime show is a little uh, for uh, the weekend. Um, was uh, I had to Google who that was, but apparently um, my uh, my girlfriend knew who it was. And I thought he did a decent job, and a lot of people, um, my co-hosts are going to come in and probably uh, trash him. But I felt like uh, it's very difficult to do, you know, art and music and whatnot with no crowd. So basically, he's playing into a camera the entire time. Like, he didn't have a crowd to feed off of. It's kind of like trying to be funny on Twitch. You know what I mean? It's, it's very difficult. <laughs> so, uh, my top five Super Bowl halftime shows, I'm going to do them real quick, and then we'll get into the show. Um, number five is, uh, Katy Perry. Um, I thought she did a great job, not my kind of music, but a phenomenal, uh, stage show. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, JLo and Shakira. I thought, I mean, women that look like that in their late forties and fifties. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just, that's always going to be a great show. Uh, U2, which I thought was pretty phenomenal with Bono and his American flag under his jacket. And Michael Jackson, which, you know, you can't go wrong with MJ. That was a great job. And number one is always always going to be Prince, who I thought was phenomenal. He, um, you know, played Purple Rain in the rain, which it was one of the greatest things I think I've ever seen uh, in rock and any sort of show, a live show like that. And he was just like, it started, literally started raining right when he was playing Purple Rain. And he's just playing it in there. So that was that was phenomenal. Um Hold on one second. So, so yeah, so that was good, good music. Um, you know, it's so funny. I, I don't have my album that I was going to share today. Um, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just say it, um, without the actual album because it's in the living room. Cause I got, I got too flustered on CBD oil, but, uh, <laughs> the album that I'm going to bring up today is Gary Clark Jr. Is, uh, this land. Hold on one second. Leah, can you grab me that album? <laughs> No, she's gone. All right. So um, Gary Clark Jr., I got the hat on. Um, I don't have the album, but it's uh, it's in the other room. But anyway, this is a great album. It was a 219 release. 
Um, it has This Land, which is a very controversial song. Um, if you get a chance, uh, that song alone is worth it. Um, I really love Gary Clark Jr. I feel like he... Uh, oh, look at this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My girl brought me the album. That's how high budget this show is. Thank you, Leah. <laughs> so this is a great album. Uh, it's Gary Clark Jr. I think is one of the best living artists we have. He's really phenomenal. And this album is is so cool, man. It's Cause it's, it's every, it's kind of like Curtis Mayfield, um, kind of with some Kendrick Lamar vibes. Like it's just, he really has a lot of different ranges of music on this album and, uh, he can jam, man. This guy can get down. He's, it's, he's got like a Stevie Ray Vaughan thing going on. He's, you know, has an Austin, Texas, uh, city limits thing. So he's like always playing those kind of clubs and that's kind of where he started. Seen the movie Chef uh, with <laughs> he's in that movie where he kind of gets the showcase. But get you get you this album. This is a great album. Um, it, it just it really it's a double platinum. So you got plenty of music and every song is a little bit different than the next. And so it's really a kind of a, just a nice variety of uh, music. So Gary Clark Jr. This Land uh, is fantastic album. So I highly recommend it. And uh, yeah, so that's that. That's my spiel up top. I'm going to bring in my co-hosts um, who know way more about music than I do. Um, we're going to give it up for Jeffrey Paul and Adam Holtz, everybody. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> how you doing? That was, how hilarious was that? It's like, oh, I forgot the prop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so vinyl show with no vinyl. That was weird. That looks like you on the album. It does. I, I <laughs> I'm trying to steal his look. He's such a cool dude. Are you into him at all, you guys? So you guys I've, like Gary, I've never Gary heard Clark? of him, so I, I can't wait to oh, check it out. No, he's Gary great. Clark. Right? Isn't he great? Oh, he's yeah. fantastic. He's such a nice. such a cool dude. You'll really like him, Jeff. He's uh, you know, you like that bluesy stuff, and he's uh but he's very like it's bluesy, but then he also kind of is experimental as well. Like I'm spoken gonna, word I'm, stuff. I'm probably gonna listen to it as soon as this is done tonight. Yes. Um, and I think every white person should listen to this land. Am I right, Adam? Like, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> it'll make you feel guilty. I'll tell you that. Right. But it's a great, great tune. But uh, yeah, he's cool. I gotta, so what I you, gotta, what, go ahead. I was going to say, we were, we were texting back and forth during the um, the halftime of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I've got to say, since since that day, I think my opinion on the weekend has kind of changed a little bit. Okay. You know, I, I, I didn't think it, I think my initial thing, oh, this sucks. And then more I think about it, it really didn't suck. You know, I kind of give him props, a lot of credit for one doing, not getting any special guests, doing it by himself, you know, yeah. taking the whole, you know, bull by the horns. I really like that. Um, I wish I wish he would sing live, but I understand why they don't let them sing live. They're afraid of any type of fuck up. But um, he, and the guy has a great voice, man. He, I mean, he really, really does. So I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, I'm not a huge weekend fan. I don't hate him, but um, yeah, I don't it, see it, you it, wearing this concert shirt and going to the concert. Right. But <laughs> I, listen, I am not going to a weekend concert. Let's not, not get that if crazy. We ever, if we ever bet on anything, that's going to be the bet wager <laughs> that you have to wear a weekend shirt to a weekend concert. <laughs> I got to. I hate your list of top five. I think the you only really? one I agree with is really? yeah. I love the Prince choice. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't. You the like two, you too? It was okay. But the okay. two, I, but the two 
the most, I hate the most was the Katy Perry one. Katy Perry was hate- phenomenal. Dude, she man, was great. It's not I about can't... the music. It's about the performance of That's that That's what person. I hated about it. I thought I it was hated, great. Like, she's on a tiger. Uh, I mean, with the, with with the, the shark. Yeah. yeah. Sharks yeah, dancing. She's on a tiger because this. <laughs> She's on a tiger because the song is named Raw. You get it? Oh my god! Wow. No. All right, people, tell us what is a better list for. <laughs> tell us your top Super Bowl uh, halftime shows. If anybody's out there in Twitch land, hit us. Go ahead. Keep I, going. I thought listen that I I, I hated and I loved J Lo Shakira oh. one I hated because god, one, I loved it. Oh, it you looked know great. It's they be did a great job. Beat. It, yeah, but it's a good job. Wind, Shakira wind played blowing. guitar too, by the way. Like that's pretty cool. I love Shakira. I love her as an artist, but man, I hated that show. See, I loved the it. shows that I liked, I liked the uh, the Stones when they performed. They didn't. They played three songs, dude. They played three songs. It's not my. And it was in my top five because they played live. I thought Diana yeah. Ross was was awesome. You know, you 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 can't go wrong with Diana Ross. She plays like, the hits. I she like knows Diana Ross. Cool. She's all right. Yeah, she's I, cool. I thought Tom Petty was awesome. I just I don't like Tom Petty. I, I don't like Tom Petty as a solo I artist. I can't believe that. Well, I've told you this many times. I'm I just know, not, I'm still, not into I, it. I'm not into it. I don't get it. Dude, you're what? not into the doors. That's one of my favorite I, bands. Like I, we all have a thing. I hate the it's doors. no big deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, <laughs> chime in, please, before before we have like a, a, a death match. Go ahead. All right. I gotta I gotta throw in Springsteen in there too. I really like that one. I thought you, um, yeah. even with him sliding into the, uh, <laughs> the crotch the, the, first into the, the crotch into the, cam, the, the crotch, crotch cam. cam. Yeah, <laughs> he was good. He was good. You know, I mean, it's first of all, I think it's a very difficult thing to pull off in a short amount of time. And I feel like um, there's been some better ones like Bruno Mars wasn't so bad. I think you guys didn't like that one. I didn't mind it because uh, the Chili Peppers were on it. So and I, I love it when they have special guests. I yeah. think that makes it more exciting. You know, just kind Is of that also the one with Beyonce. I think so. Yeah. See, I didn't think you needed Beyonce. Yeah. I think Bruno Mars was enough. I think he's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to kind of like please everybody. And also like we had this conversation too. We were kind of texting back and forth where, you know, I feel the band that they usually choose as of late for the past five years or whatever is about the people that aren't into football. They're trying to hit those people that are at the parties that like, that's the only time they watch football. So they might be more into the weekend or a Katy Perry or something because, you know, like a football fan, yeah, it's like we want GNR would be amazing. It makes sense. Metallica mm-hmm. makes sense because it's like it's like the, what they're playing in the locker room. You know, I mean, Tom Brady plays a crazy train as his pump up music. So that music makes sense for football. But I think they're, it's why, a whole marketing thing. Why couldn't you go with ACDC, especially this year when they had a new album? Everybody knows who they because are. Of what I, I just think- said, because the guy well, at the party wants they want. It's the weekend. He's, you know, he does. He doesn't know who ACDC is. Like to him, it's just some old man band. He wants the the hip, whatever's trending music, and that's what they're. they're it's an advertisement right. game. That's what they're trying to get. They're trying to get the young guys. On, yeah, once you throw on uh, "Shook Me All Night Long," it's going to pull everybody in. I think they. I don't, good on. I understand that, and you're not. You're preaching to the choir. I'm just saying why they don't do ACDC. They should. I've been saying that for years, and then I figured it out. They don't. I think they, don't, they have enough crossover appeal, though. I don't think they if you don't know football, you probably don't know ACDC. Like if you if you're not into football, you probably don't 
dig ACDC. I would, I, that's a blanket statement, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. Like if you hate football, you're going to hate ACDC. Cause those two things go together. Who would be a, who would be a rock band? Who would be a rock band that would, that, that you think would be able to pull this off and be, you know, someone who, who the, uh, and also Bon Jovi has been asked several times has turned it down. They don't get paid for it. A lot of this is out of pocket expenses. Uh, maybe if you have a new album that you're promoting, that's the reason why the stones did it that year. Remember they played uh, a song off their new album, which was a mistake. Yeah, but still, <laughs> nobody ever, nobody ever wants the new stuff, right, especially at the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a lot of, you know, today we're going to talk about the Foo Fighters. That would be a band like that would be that good. Would be, you would know, be really good. Like, yeah. you know, that would make sense. I feel like they have a maybe a little closer to a crossover appeal. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's several bands probably that are just, you know, a rock band. Like I said, rock music goes with. You know, football. Unfortunately, we never got to see Queen. I mean, how amazing would it have been oh, if yeah. Queen if Queen would have done "We Will Rock You" at a Super Bowl halftime show? That would have been the most amazing thing ever. Did anybody so, uh, chime yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. So uh, Jay Dyslot says Phil Collins was awesome. That was oh, uh, what year was that? Two thousand. Two thousand. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't even know that. That sounds. So it's yeah. Phil Collins, was, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Enrique Iglesias, Tony Braxton. Okay. Oh wow! Edward that James almost the narrator. <laughs> was he? Was, he, was, he was narrating the the, the musical portion. Was that, was that, so. it was he's got a great voice. He's got a great voice. Yeah, um, Phil Collins. I bet that was hot. I mean, he's a two thousand. He was still probably playing. He had some arthritis or something. Like he couldn't play drums, so or yeah. something. Didn't he have a medical condition? He couldn't play drums or something for the past he, few he years. Two thousand. Yeah, he was fine. Two thousand. Yeah. He was jamming out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's that would have been awesome. And then we got, um, let's see, we got Maroon 5. Ah. Oh, that's, please. <laughs> I went out and got more tattoos because of that performance. Yeah. <laughs> I want to look like that with my shirt off. I mean, I don't have the abs, but I got a few ink. Yeah. Um, and we got uh, Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thought that was fun. I liked it. Jeff, did you not like that one? Somebody I, in our I, text said they didn't like it. Was that you? I liked it until I thought Beyonce was in it, and I'm not a big Beyonce fan. I mean, come on. She's a closer, you know? She knows what she's doing. No, I enjoyed I'm not, it. I'm not a big I enjoyed it. She put, on Jackson, uh, she put on Janet Jackson hat and went after it. I liked it. I thought Janet Jackson was a good one. Yeah, you pervert. <laughs> oh, this one. <laughs> 2001, Aerosmith and NSYNC. Wow. Yeah. I didn't. What What year was that? 2001? 2001. I don't remember that one. I was drinking a lot back then. But um, <laughs> I don't remember that. That's Aerosmith. I'm sure Aerosmith was cool. They probably played a couple of hits. If they did Sweet Emotion in an arena, I bet that was hot. Yeah, let me see. They did. Um, let me see. What's oh, you have? You have the. Uh, yeah, I got the, the list, list right here. Um, it, it. They did. Oh, Jesus. Um, I wait to bring the show to a grinding halt. Oh, stop it! I don't want to miss nice a thing. <laughs> I don't want to miss a thing. Bye, 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 and sync. It's gonna be me and sync, jaded, and then walk this way with Aerosmith and yeah. sync, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. That's why I didn't like it. Right, right. there. Was right there. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, they, I mean, I prefer a little DMC with my Aerosmith, but you know, mm -hmm. they're experimenting. Like I said. That that I don't mind when they trying to do a bunch of different genres of music. I think that's always interesting. I I I, I commend them for trying. I mean, NSYNC is what it is, but I, I at least they tried. It's fun. 
you know, that's what it is. It should just be, a, and that's what it is bringing people together. So you're bringing all kinds of music together. So I'm a big fan of people that try to do that. It doesn't always work out. That sounds like a bit of a fail, but uh, you know, anybody else? Before we start this fantastic see show. If uh, ACDC did a collaboration with Katy Perry, it would be a dope, <laughs> uh, dope halftime show. I like Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. What about late? Lady Gaga, that she did a good job too. Oh yeah, she did good. She like jumped off a thing and like you thought yeah. she was like you know in yeah. midair. That was great. Like what about suspended uh, in air? What about the Who? I have oh, them on good. my list. Interesting. I you would. Uh, I heard they kind of walked through that one. Like they got they they kind of slammed the Who. I don't remember that one. What year was that? That was twenty ten. Oh, that wasn't that long ago. No, and yeah. also remember great stage production because they had all the lasers. Mm. But I thought performance-wise, I think that's they were a little of, rusty. Yeah, right, yeah, I think you're kind of right about that one. <laughs> you got to be, yeah. It's like you can't just pick it up where you left off. Like, it's like especially when but it, they like, did the hits. They did the hits. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. yeah I mean, we're gonna talk about them today, but um, I feel like uh, that's a good jump-off point. Maybe we'll just get into it. But yeah, I think it, it's it's really about, about a set list. Mm. I liked it. I liked it. I like pop. Like I like I like female pop. So uh, way more than you, I think. Like um, I think I'm okay with. I like Madonna. I think she's a, a trailblazer, and uh, even when she's old, she's still awesome. Like I I like her actually. She's dating like a 20 40 year old, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's like she's still getting it. I love that man. She I like Madonna. She can be in a bathtub. Me. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> she can be all weird looking. I don't give a shit. <laughs> she's Madonna, dude. She changed she 80s music. Like she was she fucking could great. Be all weird looking. <laughs> she's. All- <laughs> I still remember I had that Playboy where she was naked. I'm a big fan. <laughs> so, there I go up, losing the women again I, every week. I lose the women. You, you, you <laughs> can do a whole women's show. You, you want to throw different artists in there? You could put uh, Cindy Lauper. She's great. Did she do a halftime show? I oh, think if you, you teamed her up with a couple of uh, artists. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Off. I thought that was the only thing I missed from the weekend. Like I thought he was talented. I wasn't familiar with the music that much, but I didn't know a couple of songs. But I did feel I was waiting for somebody to come in. That That's what feels weird is when you're watching a halftime show and there's not a surprise artist. Because I didn't know the Chili Peppers were coming in on Bruno Mars. They kept that a secret. And so it was just like they just showed up and Fleas like bounced at the base and they came out of nowhere. And I thought that was really exciting. So who would you have liked to have seen? Who would you guys like to have seen with The weekend? Who do you think would have been a nice compliment? Uh, who do you think? You hmm. go first. Hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I Slash think you, or something? I don't know. Something no. fun? Uh, Somebody could play guitar? <laughs> you hate Slash? No, I like Slash. I just don't want to ruin him. Um, <laughs> I, you know, Jesus. I, I, no, I, I'm really on this whole thing about getting ACDC out there because it's like, how many more years of ACDC relevance is it going to be? I really would have loved to have seen ACDC on it. It's not going to happen, dude. It's not going to happen. It's like, it's it's it's, you know... For the past few years, they're trying to get a different audience. And I think it's just, it feels like it's just too rock and roll for the Super Bowl now. I Whoever's think- in charge of that, whoever that booker is, is I, that's their agenda is to get, you know, people that aren't into football into the halftime show. Because all those uh, people talk through the whole game. And the only time they pay attention is the halftime show. So, <laughs> and the commercials, which, you know, so it's, like I said, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I wish it would. I love this new album. I think ACDC journey. is great. Do you have a journey? Journey with the new guy, I guess. Yeah, he's it's, still, great. it's not journey without Perry, but you know, it's yeah. all right. 
it's the guy's good. It's karaoke, but you know, it's still good music. He's still, they're still great live, but I think those bands have passed. I think, you know, kids aren't listening to that shit. It's like, they're, you know, ask this Twitch audience, who do they want? Yeah, Twitch audience, who would you like as a, who would make a great besides what did they say? Katy Perry and ACDC. Who else would make a great halftime show? We got happy Maybe mischief we'll, says uh, ZZ top. I'd love to see them. I mean, you know, I think those days are past. I mean, look five at me. De- five I love ZZ Top. And they've but... never changed band members once. And the music shows. It's a little kind of. <laughs> no, it's great. They're great. Okay. I, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of a pre-ZZ Top guy. Like, I don't like anything, you know, I, Eliminator, I kind of tap out. Like, everything before that I love. I all that Texas kind of rock and just that old bluesy stuff. When they're a little bluesier and a little less poppy, I like it. I like ZZ Top. I mean, Eliminator is a perfect album. It's a Grammy thing. They won all this shit. But I, I just like the stuff before that. What is that? Uh, Deja Vu or something? I don't know. Forget the name of that album with uh, Did you Nationwide. Like the song Legs. Yeah, it's an okay album. <laughs> That's what is that? Eliminator. That's Eliminator too, right? Eliminator is a great album. Yeah, yeah, it's not my thing. When you, I mean, when I think of Texas blues stuff, I kind of want the earlier stuff, you know, more Stevie Ray Vaughan, because that's what they sounded like before that, real bluesy stuff, and then that pop stuff, and they made their money and their flying car and all that shit. But it's not for me. I like the early stuff. Cool. All right, all right let's get to it. So, what do we got today, Jeff? Right. What's what's the uh, featured album of the week? Uh, featured album of the week, man. We're going with the fifth studio album by The Who. And this is a this is actually a, a listener's request. Uh, Who's next? Uh, came out in uh, 1971, the summer of 1971. And the significance of this is this is the follow up to Tommy. And this was also supposed to be uh, a rock opera called uh, I think it was supposed to be called the the Lifehouse. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be called the Lifehouse Project. Uh, it never really got off the ground, but uh, I think about seven to eight of the songs that are actually on Who's Next were songs that were were earmarked to go on that album. And this this is a different direction that the Who went in from Tommy because they're really, really using uh, synthesizers on uh, this one. Um, you, and the two songs that stand out where it's heavily synced was uh, Won't Get Fooled Again and Baba O'Reilly. Um, they basically produced the album along with uh, Glenn Jones, but this is this has this has Pete Townsend, you know, f- uh, fingerprints all over it. And for me, I think when you listen to this album from top to bottom, it's absolutely amazing. And the, the standout is I, I again went back and listened to this. You you just forget how amazing a drummer that Keith Moon was. I mean, Bonham probably played the hardest. And then I think right behind him has got to be Keith Moon. I've never heard a guy play as hard as uh, Keith Moon. What'd you guys think about this album? Go ahead, Adam. I'm typing something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is a stacked album. And I think if you went around the world and uh, pretty much any, any minute of the day, there's a classic rock station playing at least one of the songs off this album. And um, I mean, here, this is one of the first albums I got when I got my hold record player. Little, hold it up a little bit, Adam. Yep. So people can kind of like just see the album art, which is also kind of interesting. The only guy who actually peed on that wall was Townsend. 
<laughs> yeah, th- <laughs> this is a cool album. It's definitely, um, yeah, it's weird. It's like, you know, a lot of these songs, it's like, I'm sure a lot of the people here are just like if I if I say CSI, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> where it's like they sold a lot of their catalog. So it's, you know, you, you kind of associate some of these songs with with like TV shows and whatnot. I think they sold two songs to like CSI, maybe like well, three. One was definitely We Won't Get Fooled Again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was definitely off the sound. But it's a good album. I, you know, this is one of those albums that like, you know, you don't think to listen to, you know, because I think of like, you know, the first Who album is is as close to my heart. And I love the Kids All Right because it's got like a whole kind of the whole catalog as well and from the documentary and it has all these cool songs. Um, but uh, yeah, it's good. Um, I think I kind of did a top five. I don't know if you guys want to do yours first. Go ahead, Jeff. What do you what did you Okay, top five. Um, yeah. Well, in no particular order, I really like going mobile, 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 mobile. mobile. <laughs> mobile is <laughs> like mobile. the instinct. The instinct is to say mobile. Yeah. <laughs> like going mobile. I'm surprised they didn't sell that song to like Verizon at the, you know. Like, Why they sell it to, to, to a mobile home uh, uh, manufacturer? Because that's what the song is about. It celebrates yeah. the coolness of, of just like traveling, being out in the open uh, road. But here's the, here's the cool thing about this song. Uh, not, not, I love Roger Daltrey, but no Roger on this one. This one was just recorded as a three-piece. It's a power trio. This is uh, – it's definitely uh pete song and what's cool about it is pete also plays like a really nice wah-wah pedal uh on on the guitar lead i thought i thought it was really good and you know what it seemed like the one song that he's really having fun with because there's even like a line in there where he's just kind of like it, it, it's not a written lyric but he just goes beep beep you know and he's just like having a like a good time with the song so i'd say one of my my uh, top five songs off this album is going mobile nice how about you adam what's your song what's one of your songs I would say my top song off this album is Won't Get Fooled Again. I mean, it's just oh, a timeless a rock masterpiece. And what I mean, great song. you know, for everything that changes, nothing changes. And just, you know, get a, get your guitar and play. And it's it's such an incredible, it just, it, you know, it's just such an incredible song. Yeah, Meet the Old Boss, same yeah. as the old, the the greatest the ending boss, the old boss. Yeah, what a, an amazing line, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so amazing too. Just and just all the organ work on these songs. Like you know, at first at first it starts to bug me, and then I start to really get into you know. It's kind of like well, I can see why one would not like the Doors. It's like sometimes after a while, there's just a way too much organ. But um, I think they do a good job, you know, with kind of spreading it out in the songs. But then sometimes you don't even know if it's a guitar or the organ. Like I had to literally. <laughs> kind of see is that a guitar or is that an organ like they it's some cool weird organ that they used uh that has like a uh repeat it has like a repeat thing on it and uh it was like a repeat option and so that's why it's like literally almost like a casio where you have like the i mean it was way before that time but it's literally a button that you can push and it'll repeat the loop and so i think that's that cool thing at the beginning it's literally just a button that's they the push of bob o'reilly right is that uh, what you're referring to uh it's, i think it was off this one as well it's um actually you know what you might be right yeah i don't know half these songs i feel like there's that that weird organ thing that's that's happening throughout the song but definitely good and i feel like this song is very is very very who sounding whereas i feel some of the album 
gets a little hippie and a little kind of like a different. You tell they're departing a little bit on their sound. You know, they're, they're, you know it, it's funny because they're known for like crashing their instruments. You, mm-hmm. I don't think they could have done that with this album. Like right. <laughs> this, <laughs> this album doesn't have, I'm going to break my guitar vibe to it, you know, like my generation and stuff. Well, but, they did. They used to, on that closer was always don't get we won't get fooled again and that's what they that's what they, oh, they did okay and, and all they right would. you know i want to just want to throw this guy this at you guys um john entwistle the bass player who's considered the quiet one had a great line that was uh that was quoted in some magazine and uh he said um we couldn't make records as good as the beatles but we could blow them off the stage and he was referring to this song mm. Yeah, this was like <laughs> that big song. And for years, this is what I mean. Have you guys ever seen the Who live? No, I have not. Okay, I've seen them a couple of times, and this this was always like the the song. You know, this is what this is like. Yeah, this is what we're waiting for. Um, I had another song that I really like. Um, I really like Boggin as well. Yep. Um, I think I I really like the back and forth between Daltrey, who sings the verses, and Townsend, who sings uh, um, the bridge. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm getting I'm mixed up with Bob O'Reilly. Bargain is is the, is the love song. It's the love song that uh, about God. It's not a song about a woman. It's a, it's about God. Um, and I think that I think the line that really stands out is like, "I gladly lose uh, lose me to find you. I uh, I gladly uh, give it all up. Uh, I had to find you." Um, yeah, he he's really. Townsend wrote this song, and at the time, he's very, very influenced by um, uh, an Indian mystic. You know, he's he's into that that whole Indian scene, kind of like the way uh, Zeppelin was when you know, when they did that the Middies thing, and they did Cashmere a couple of years I mean, later. The Beatles but, were into that stuff too, you know, George Beatles, Harrison, right, right, right. Yeah, so I guess so I guess that all these great bands kind of like, uh, go through that influence. But yeah, it's he, called drugs. Yeah, when you do the right it. kind of drugs, you find out where the source is, and then you just go to all their mystical stuff. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> but I think with, with, with Bargain, I think what really holds this song together is Antwistle, who could probably be in the top five uh, all-time bass players. He's just so effortless and all over the fret and just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely great. Um, I like My Wife. I think that's a good one. That's, like, that's uh, the ultimate and Twistle song, yeah. Yeah, and he does everything in that. Vocals, bass, yeah. horns. Like, he really, they kind of let him shine in that song. Like, he does, he's kind of like his, you know, Peter Chris, like uh, Beth, you know. He gets to <laughs> he gets to have his moment, you know. But, uh, yeah, I like his voice. Like, I love adultery, but I feel like that's, you know, it's surpri- It's nice when you hear somebody else in the band's voice. And, and I you, love and, that. And I think sometimes, too, it's like, you know, people don't realize, you know, how good some of the other people in the band's voices, you know, that happens so many times. I remember Gene Simmons was talking about Kiss and how um, Gene Simmons of Kiss was talking about Van Halen. And uh, he was talking about what's the bass player's name? Michael Anthony. He was saying about how great his voice was and his Absolutely. harmonies. And it was just Absolutely. like, you know, and you never hear that because and that, that was the big, I think that was the, the big complaint that people had when Eddie's kid came in, that he, he couldn't sing, you know, like that and whatever. So it's just nice when somebody 100%. who's like mm-hmm. known for bass playing or known for something else, they have a moment to shine in the song or a band or, or you know, the whole thing. I don't know. I just, I just enjoy that. Somebody 100% gets, right on that. gets to. 
the Eagles were good at that too. You just like, oh, that guy can sing. I had no idea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they all they all could sing. Yeah. They never really gave Don Felder uh, a chance to sing. But I saw Don Felder a couple of times uh, solo, and he sang just as good as anyone in that band. Did he do heavy metal? Is that the song he did? He did. He, yes, he did that as a solo. He wrote artist. that. He wrote that, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he also he wrote. Um, probably one of my favorite, uh, if not my favorite uh, Eagle song, Victim of Love. And he wa- he wrote it, he he wrote everything about it. He was supposed to sing it. And behind his back, they uh, they recorded the vocal with uh, Henley. Okay, yeah. And that he, started the bridge between the Eagles. Yeah, he got the shaft on that band. But man, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what else? You got any, anything from the Twitchers? See, like, no, it's like the who we checked out. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about the weekend, (laughs) (laughs) Katy Perry. (laughs) Do people like the who? No one actually has anything to say about the who. No, and you're listening. And you're a Facebook person. I gave him shit. I was like, okay, if you're going to recommend us cover an album, you better listen in on the show. Right. Like that, you know, don't be, don't be getting on Jeff's Facebook page and saying, yeah, cover this album and then be MIA. Like we want to, you know, if you're going to, if we're going to do your album, then come on, show up on the show. I don't know do who that was. realize that Behind Blue Eyes is on this album too? I mean, we've talked about- That's a about, good song. Yeah. yeah we've talked that's about my four honorable, five That's my songs. honorable mention. Yeah, that's my honorable mention. That's a good That's but, a good one. But look how deep this album goes. We, we've talked about four or five songs already before yeah. bringing up Behind Blue Eyes. You know, it's, it, I don't know, man. I- <laughs> I think I think you 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 were right at the beginning. It's like it's something that you probably haven't listened to in years, and then someone turns you on to it and say, "Hey, listen to it again." You do, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is really really good." Yeah, it's definitely, and like I said, it just it it's you know it's experimental in a lot of ways, and uh, you know because when I think of you know the Who, I think of some of the earlier earlier stuff, Tommy, and even before that. So, and uh, yeah, it's good. Definitely check it out. <laughs> what else we got uh getting in tune i liked i thought that was a good song i thought that was probably my number five song but i thought that was you like deep you cuts know. man don't you yeah i like jamming songs and uh you know i like the uh a lot of tempo changes on this one tempo change yeah i love that and i love kind of the character work almost in songs like we a lot of songs we a lot of bands we've been covering have you know like mcqueen and different you know kind of you know where they they, they build and go different places and i love that you know yeah. i think I think out of, out of all the songs on this album, I could see this one have bit going on Tommy, you know, uh, especially like the line getting uh, getting in tune to the straight and narrow <laughs> reminds me so much of like a uh, the way he sings. It reminds me of like a Tommy tune. Um, yeah. Also, when was Tommy 69? And that was like something uh, like that. Yeah, this was 71. Yeah. Tommy was 71. Was like okay. Two, mm-hmm. two years earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, getting in tune is, is is a cool song. This was also one of those songs that were were uh tacked to go on uh the Lifehouse yep. project. Um I think Moon is great on this one as well. Uh his fills on this one are just like you know, and the thing is you listen to like everyone gives Ringo shit about being a you know, a bad or average drummer. I think he's a great drummer. And I would say great. I would he, say he got he, the job done. He showed he up. Does, you know, he, he was he like a solid road comic, like he got the job done. I wouldn't yeah. say it was great. It was no Dave Chappelle happening, but he was, he was, he was, he's he not was Bonham. solid. He, 
He's not bottom. He's not moon. But he no. does the. But he does he's little right. things that, like a common dr- a drama, like in a song like "My Life." Okay, like with like kind of like just just play the beat. He he stretches it out just a little bit to give it a little space, a little bit of air. And when you hear that song, that's what that song needs in that in in, in the uh, in the rhythm section of it. Um, I wish I had a drum kit in front of me so I could show you the difference and play it for you. But um, I he, I think he always gets the chef. I think a, a very underrated drummer, uh, uh, Ringo. Um, I think he did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he did better than Pete yeah. Best. Let's put it that way. I think he, he did. All right. Like <laughs> Jeff and I always do because Jeff loves that phrase underrated. And I hate it because I'm like, dude, if you have five houses, you're not underrated. I don't, I don't care what like three critics said about you. Like if you, if you made a gazillion dollars and everybody knows who you are and you got to do your craft and work your art, you're not underrated. Well, that's the my, underrated is the guy at Arlene's Grocery that can't get a gig, right. like you know, the guy <laughs> that can't get, problem, a, can't Dustin. get a, a record label. That guy's underrated. That's my <laughs> that's my problem. You're right. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, I would if, if I was Ringo, I'd care what the critics said about me. I wouldn't sit there and say, well, I have five houses. I'm, I'm in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. Yeah, exactly. I'm fucking underrated. I don't think he's underrated. I don't think that's yeah, that's not underrated, bro. He got married a supermodel. He's fine. Like yeah, he did all right in life. <laughs> A Bond girl, right? You told me yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And who's yeah. not underrated is Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's underrated. Are we going to go back to football? I'll go back to football. Uh, what do you guys think about the song is over? Did you like that song? Oh, that's one of my favorites. Ah, okay. that was, that, yeah, that, I, I'd yeah. say I put that right behind Won't Get Fooled Again and Behind Blue Eyes. And uh, that one, too, I think is a Lifehouse uh, leftover. Especially yeah. at the end, uh, yeah. if you—I I don't know if you've heard the the bonus tracks on this. Which explain the Lifehouse? I know I read a little bit about it. it. A, What's? It's been a while since I read about it, but I remember it, it was an abandoned concept. I think it was a multi-day concert they wanted to do that that centered around okay. this one note. But it was a, a very communal kind of event that they were trying to put together. Okay, that's some wow, that's some seventies hippie shit right there. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen to listen to the bonus tracks um i mean pure and easy is a great song and it's actually referenced on song is over and it is very uh hippie-ish nice yeah there was definitely some but that's the thing you hear some strong who music in this and then you get some stuff that's like oh, okay they they did opium for that song right like it's <laughs> there's certain does um baba was it have i saying it right baba o'reilly baba. um Baba, Baba. Okay. I was thinking it was Barbara and they left out the R, but, uh, (laughs) Baba, Baba Bowie. Um, I enjoyed that song. Um, I thought the, the weird organ was big part of that song, you know, kind of like that's the song that everybody thinks is called teenage wasteland. Mm. Yeah. You know, they were really smart. The Ramones were smart too. Um, there's a lot, a few bands too, actually a lot of like early fifties bands were smart with this kind of like mentioned, uh, to teenagers in their music and so and i think it's automatic like it, it, it's almost like and they're and they're older dudes at the at some of the, the points in life when they're you know producing this music but they're still kind of referencing teenage life and i think it's such a smart thing to do to kind of like i'm not saying they did it on purpose or whatever it's but it's like this almost this hook to get you know young people into your stuff like it's like an interesting thing where it's just like there's a lot of teenage angst in their music, even when they're in their 40s, they're <laughs> doing music about, you know, this angst of being a teenager. So it's like kind of, you know, my generation is obviously about that, you know, that kind of, I don't know. I just think it's just, I don't know. It's a rebel cry to to teenagers that, that they respond to. I don't know. 
Yeah, kind of. That's that's kind of right. Um, kind of right. My generation's yeah. not about like your. <laughs> no, your what are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> kind of right. No, no. <laughs> I say a nice, poignant oh, oh, oh. thing about like this okay. band's mantra, and I get right. kind of right. Listen to my generation, and don't tell me that's not about teenage <laughs> angst. <laughs> I mean, right. you're, you're, okay, what do you got to do on this show to get that? <laughs> Jeff's brutal. Jeff is brutal, guys. (laughs) I'm not reading anything, by the way. I'm just saying, you know, from the heart, baby. (laughs) I'm just, I'm thinking of of that song, my my generation. I was like, when you write that song, can you be in your 70s and still sing it? That's what I I think so. I think so. You know, I think so. I mean, every band is gets older and sings. I mean, what about? I'm sure Alice Cooper's singing schools out or whatever you know it's, it's an like anthem baby that's an anthem so is my generation i'm just saying it's no why can he sing that song and this who can't sing the generation he, in their 70s because he's not saying i hope i die before right. I get old. <laughs> <laughs> well i think they wanted that's, to die it just didn't happen i mean just, i think you're right i i really didn't i don't think they think they could have they were gonna uh, no, live that long most of those guys didn't I think agree that. With that you know it's like they they didn't think you know it's like they just an age seemed different back then. You know what I mean? What's the Beatles song? Sixty five. When I'm sixty five or whatever. I'm sixty four. Sixty four. When I'm close. At least I was a one off. Right. <laughs> when I'm sixty four. But that seemed like Jeff. You're almost sixty four. Like that. Seemed, <laughs> but, but that seemed. I am too. Not but that, that seems so. That seems so old back then. And so it's just funny, like how things are different. Like I was funny back to Brady. I was. Uh, you'll probably know this jeff you have all this stuff in your head but uh there's a football player i think he might have played for the saints i don't remember forget but he was i guess they have they have a picture of him he played he played in his 40s like 43 they have him playing at age 43 and they have a picture of him and they have a picture of brady in at 43 and it looks like you know brady's his son like there was it's funny how life was harder on a 40 year old you know back in are you, th- are you thinking about Mort, morton anderson mort anderson Maybe I saw something today. Yeah, I forget. He, yeah, he play, yeah, he played well in forty eight. I think. Yeah, yeah. forty eight. I think this. also a kicker. Yeah, it's true. You're not getting tackled. Yeah. You know, that, that's the thing. It's like there's not a 300 pound man trying to tackle you. That's when everybody's just like, "Was he really the the greatest of all time?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. because he's yeah. taking hits in his 40s." I mean, even I mean, look how bad Jordan was in his 40s, and he wasn't taking hits. You know, so still putting up <laughs> over uh, 25 points a game, even with the Wizards. <laughs> He's averaging over 30. Was he? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he wasn't winning rings. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> he also didn't have Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant and, and Bill Cartwright with him either. Well, uh, Brady did it without Belichick. So it's like, we, I mean, you could go all day with this back and forth. It's like, you know, people like to say that's why Brady was winning stuff. And so Brady figured out a way to you do it with a, and that team was stacked, but I don't think that that's, that team was as far as underrated goes. I think that team was kind of under the radar. Like people didn't realize what they were getting into with that team. And you, you nailed it last week about the defense. I mean, that buck defense just showed up. Yeah. Well, no, the, the guy, uh, the defensive coordinator, Todd, Todd Bowles, it yeah. really, he's the guy who should have gotten the MVP if you can give it to a coach because yeah, he, he did great. He is the most creative, you know, blitz. He comes up with these great schemes that, you know, and also, listen, it helps when you have your line is 
uh, Vita and Dominican Sue, JPP coming off the edge and Shaq Barrett coming off the other edge. You can't yeah. double team everybody. And even if you double team two of them, you have two other guys who are going to put pressure either up the middle or that is going to come off the sides. And then and you it, got a it, former Steeler, Leftwich, which called a great game. So, you know, he did it, called a great it, game. Great game. All right, Adam, let's uh, that's the who get you get you some who uh, who's, next, who's next great album. And we have a new album this that premiered what's this week or. Uh, it was Friday, and it's perfect timing Friday. because uh, this band just got nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, this is the Foo Fighters with uh, Medicine and Midnight. Foo Fighters. Can we, can we get that uh, when you get a chance, Jay? If you could throw that up, it'd be great. Um, yeah, what'd you guys think of this album? I, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Me too. I thought it was a solid album. This is, um, I, I think Dave Grohl said this is their party album, or he, he actually called it a disco album. And he said he was, um, I guess they were influenced by David Bowie's Let's Dance and a little bit of Prince. But I mean, really, it, it's, you know, it's a solid album. It's um, consistent, but it sounds, you know, even if they start to change their sound a little bit, it still sounds like Foo Fighters all the way through. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That was fun. Um, this was not a pandemic album. I thought it right. was. I, th I thought it was something that was was uh, made in in the pandemic. Yeah, it was just like, right uh, before, like Paul McCartney's or whatever. Yeah, they just like, you know, it, it was thirty six minutes long, which yeah. I didn't think you could do that. Um, it's amazing. You know, I thought the I always I always think it has to be a little longer. In my opinion, I don't know. That's just from doing road comedy for so long, and you're you're on stage, and somebody says you didn't do forty five, you only did forty two. You know, <laughs> 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 like in my head, it's like an album has to be a certain length or whatever. But I guess it doesn't. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, you know, I'm not a huge Foo Fighters guy. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, you know, I don't go out of my way to listen to the Foo Fighters. Um, I like the, the, I love the story of the band. I love it that, you know, he, what he did with the band, it was the drummer Nirvana and then like created this great, you know, rock band. And I love his drummer, by the way. I think that's one of the most, Oh, Taylor know, Hawkins. Yeah. Taylor yeah. Hawkins. He's a great drummer, man. That guy, you know, uh, needs to be absolutely you know, in those conversations a little more, but uh, that was good. It was a feel good album. I'm trying to think of the songs that I liked on it. And it was kind of a, you know, I didn't have a lot of time to really take this album in. Um, I thought my favorite was the last song. I was my favorite. Oh, I loved Ice Young. Young. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was the best rock song of the album. Like I really kind of had a mantra feel to it. I really enjoyed it. What do you think, yeah. Jeff? Um, it's going to be sacrilegious, but I am not a big Foo Fighters fan. I um, and when it comes to evaluating new albums, I like to give it uh, a chance to breathe. I like to give it a little bit of time before I can make any kind of declarative statement on whether I think it's great or not. I think it does it stand, the you know, you know, I, I just need to like to soak it in a lot more. Um, initially, I mean, it's good. I, like you said, I love, I love Taylor Hawkins. He is, he is the most fun drummer to the watch. The drumming on this is, a is yeah. great. Really yeah, good. Travis Barker. Uh, th th those are like two really fun uh, drums to, to, to watch. The, the, you know, but um, I think Grohl's voice is okay. Uh, it, it, it always sounds like the same to me. I'm not a huge, huge Foo Fighters fan, but I love that they're a, a rock band that plays their music, that, 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 you know, writes their songs, that they don't auto-tune. So it's okay. It's not... I'm not going out of my way for the Foo Fighters, to be honest with you. Yeah, they have a yeah, they have a know. formula that they kind of stick to, and yeah, it works. There you go. It works. That's I mean, it. they they are they're a phenomenal live band, and that's really 
it, it, I was reading one review where it said that these were songs that you could take a bathroom break to during their concerts. But I, I don't know. I think they're, I think these fit, I think these songs fit in with a lot of their other albums, a lot of their, their bigger hits. And I think it's gonna be pretty good to see these live. There's a, I mean, these are definitely arena style, hard rock songs. There was some deep songs of waiting on uh, waiting on a war. I thought that was it was a great pretty, one. Yeah, it was a pretty deep song. A lot of commentary in that song, you know. So I, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, I don't I don't judge art like I used to, you know, because it's like once you've been banging around as an artist yourself, you realize how hard it is to do stuff and uh, you know and to come up with new material and you know it's mm-hmm. like produce something new. You know, when it's like a lot of people can sit on their laurels and like just their first couple albums and you know they're trying to do something, you know. And I, I enjoyed it because I felt like there was a little bit of variety in this album. You know, you could tell they were taking a few risks. So yeah, yeah and I, that was a good song, yeah, especially with uh, Shame Shame and. Um Medicine that was one night, of, which that which, was one of their singles, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they did that on SNL. Okay, yeah, yeah. You yeah, do get a Bo- you get a little bit of a Bowie vibe, I think, with with uh, Medicine at Midnight, especially. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so, shame, shame. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. It was a cool intro in that one. I like that one. That was a single, also. Yeah, it was good. You know, like like you said, Jeff. It's like you got to like take it in a little more. But yeah, but, you know, it's not, but, but I also I also think. Your evaluation of it is 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 really right on point with, with them, Dustin. I you know, I mean, we don't always agree on everything, but I really pretty much to the letter, I I, I agree on your assessment on uh, on the Foo Fighters and you know this album. Yeah, you know, it's like we just we have to be a little gentle sometimes. You know, they're not all, they're not all going to be Mona Lisa's. You know, so sometimes you got to just yeah, you know, let the band, at least they're doing new stuff. You know, I think yeah. that's that's really the key to art and live music. And you know, people just you know, as an artist, it's like and those artists too are so tired of you know doing the same songs over and over. So it's 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 it breathes life into a, an a band when they do a new album because they just like they get so excited and that's why they go on tour and they promote it and it's like cuz it just gives them life again cuz you know nothing worse. I think that Kennison line was just like he's certain he was just saying like certain artists had to die because there's no way they'd want to sing the same songs over and over. Like <laughs> it's like forget what it was. It was I also think this is kind of an interesting thing is like um, we were we were talking beforehand uh, that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations came out and Foo Fighters and Foo Fighters for okay. induction. And if they get in, Dave Grohl will be in with Nirvana and with Foo Fighters. Is there anybody else that you can think of who, not as a solo artist, but in two different bands have been inducted. I mean, everyone will say McCartney and Wings, but McCartney and Wings is 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 still just McCartney. I don't look at Wings, you know, as a, a, a he's part of the band. It's his band. But I really think Foo Fighters is is Pat Smears. It's it's the bass mm-hmm. player from Sunny Day Real Estate. It's Taylor Hawkins. I think they're a yeah. real band. Dave Grohl is the Tom Brady of right. <laughs> <laughs> of rock and roll. I mean, he, he does an age. He, he looks did it. Great. He does an age. He did it with two different teams. Like, yeah. So, yeah, he's different. Definitely. Different instruments. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was a drummer. I mean, what kind of drummers? Like, you know, how many drummers get to be the front man? You know, that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, Phil Collins. He was always drums, though. He stayed drums. You know, like he stayed playing drums. You know, I don't think Grohl. I mean, he's guitar and everything now. Like maybe mm-hmm. once in a while, he'll get, I'm sure he gets back there on a live show. I haven't seen him live. Does he? Does he get back and does he drum a little bit or Roll? no? No. Yeah. No. No. 
I mean, that would be fun. I'm just saying that's kind of a fun live thing to be doing. Let me get on drums. And but you know when he did it, Dustin, <laughs> yeah. um, he's good friends with the uh, singer of um, of Queens of the Stone Age. Okay. And uh, if you ever watched the video for No One Knows, which is a great, great song, No One Knows. He's mm-hmm. the drummer in, on that, and he's in the video for them as well. Okay, cool. Yeah. He drummed for uh, Joan Jett when they did the Nirvana tribute oh, thing. Yeah. At the, and that was amazing. That yeah. was I really loved. It. I'd like to see that again and go down that. Just what that concert was great. Yeah, she, she did Joan a great Jett job. Did, um, on that. Smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, it was great. She did great. She sounded great. Like yeah. was, she had perfect voice for that. Because it's hard to fill in for him. You know, he had such a kind of haunting voice. But she did a good job. What do we got new this week? What else? What's happening? Talk to me. All right. Well, we got uh, the Pretty Reckless with uh, yes. Death by Rock and Roll two LP uh, coming out on Friday. So that's gonna be a pretty big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a band that you know I don't know much about. I'm not gonna act like I'm a cool guy and I know this band because I don't. But I did find them. I do. I do Spotify searches sometimes, and just to see what's out there. And I found this band and I really enjoyed them. I kind of did uh, went to some of their videos, and they're sexy and fun, and they have kind of a groove, kind of a lounge, dark lounge sound. I really dig them, man. I think they're they're rock and roll, and it's like it's so nice to hear something that I don't know and I'm not familiar with, but it still kind of has a you know a sound that I like. And so, yeah, I enjoy this band. I'm I'm excited for this band. I hope they do good things. This this should be a big album because I think it's really not a whole lot out there that's brand new. You know, yeah. I know they've been out a little while, but this seems to be their breakout. So yeah, and they're getting a lot of <laughs> uh, buzz on it too. So it should be pretty yeah. cool. And we also, got, uh, Adam has a lot of money invested in this band. You know, Bitcoin and pretty reckless. That's where all my money is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bitcoin is killed. You're out of GameStop already? (laughs) You're done. (laughs) Nah, I'm not good with that stuff. You'll have to help me with money, Jeff. I'm I'm terrible with that shit. I I put my my money in. Yeah, real estate. Yeah, well, okay. It's easy. Yeah, okay. Easy when you have real estate. (laughs) (laughs) This is real estate. Okay. All right. I'm still doing firehouses. So, anyway, (laughs) and elk lodges. That's, 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 that's my live shows. <laughs> we got um, the new Weezer album. It's coming out on vinyl. Okay, human, a play on uh, Okay Computer. But um, they, I've, I've heard a little bit. They're going more towards the Beach Boys than Radiohead, and it's um, okay. uh, and they have an orchestra backing them. So oh, sweet, pretty interesting. Okay. That's going to be our part two album, right? Next week, we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll all listen more to, to it. Uh, pretty reckless. Oh, we'll do pretty reckless, and yeah, then we'll do that. that one. Okay, cool. Yep. The part We're still going to be talking about Pretty Reckless? Oh, we got to. <laughs> We're doing the album. You give it a chance, Jeff. This is a good band. I don't like your attitude. <laughs> we got Jay Dyson saying, uh, old white guys, you know. We got to we got to like switch it up a little. <laughs> uh, I got I got I got a good I got a good record for next week. Okay. It's, a, it's anything but old white guys. All right, thank God. Yes. Um, let's old, see. We got um, old black women, but you're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, and I do. I do uh, for uh, Black History Month. Just che- everybody that knows. I yeah. want to check out. That looks this is very great. interesting. This is very Dustin this is cool. album. Yes. Yes, you're gonna like it. It's good stuff. And he looks nothing like me. Just so you know. Oh, <laughs> just Gary Clark Jr. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. yeah. Writing that down right now. Anything else, Adam? Yeah, we got some. Uh, we got some comments here. And yes, let's, let's the, go. Um, yeah, all right, so. Oh, where should I start here? Um, we got uh, nothing mean. Nothing mean. Right. You're, you're, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't have night, a sixteen. Folks. I Thank can't you. have a sixteen-year-old making fun of me. So, um, all right. <laughs> so Jay dies a lot. <laughs> says uh, new uh, new Weezer. Hell yeah! And um, you know, cool. check out our what was a second episode we talked about Weezer Pinkerton. 
Yes. So check that out Great on uh, YouTube. That uh, was a cool um, album. I got into Weezer off of that album. Like these guys were right about Weezer. I was on the fence because I never really got into them. They were great. They're great. They're a good band. And then we got, uh, let's see. He also said uh, weed stocks now. So that's where everybody's putting their money into weed stocks. You know, I, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Cause it's like, once it gets legalized and then it's like, yeah, yeah I might open be. a comedy club. Yeah. You know, called two be. puff minimum. Right. And then uh, <laughs> McSkin says, if you got the money, here's some stocks to put into SNDL, okay. that's a uh, weed stock, uh, OGI right. and Tilray. <laughs> yeah. I, actually SND, SNDL sundial. Uh, what is that? Pretty well today. It's a, uh, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a weed company. Oh, it's a weed company. Like yeah. they make like oh, they're, cookies they're and that, stuff or what? Yeah, they're CBD one oil. Uh, no, actual actual. Uh, I think they're they're actual growers. I think it's Sundial oh, okay. Growing, but okay. they're uh, they're another one that Reddit is um, really pushing right now. That's so cool. I love that whole vibe. They're, yeah, they're trying to take down the man. Uh, I, I, put some, I put some money into AMC at nine. Yeah, it's at five now, but theater. you know. Save yeah. the movie theaters. Yeah, hold that's, it long. That's, yeah, that's not the way it's supposed to work, Adam. I know. <laughs> no, good actually, you, I have a lot, I have a lot, I have a lot of good. I have a lot of good investments. <laughs> I just, I, I had to throw some money into it. I'll hold it. I'll hold it for a while. But uh, like yeah, you know, it's, it's. Yeah, you're right. You got to save the movie theaters. Um, and oh, save, save the record stores, guys. Yeah, definitely save. All the right. Uh, thank you so much. So get out and get you some vinyl. Uh, today's albums: uh, Gary Clark Jr., "This Land," and "Who's Next" by the Who and the Foo Fighters. What was that one called? Medicine. Medicine something. at Midnight. Medicine at Midnight. So check that out. Um, thank you guys. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Comedy Hub. And uh, keep listening to vinyl. Keep it alive. Be well, guys. That's a static on a record. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.